right, guys. Um, today I am here with Kara um, at CrossFit. Uh, she's at CLE today in Seatown West with uh, Fit for Function Cleveland West and our newest provider, Dr. Eric Perez. And so Eric's going to introduce himself. We're going to talk a little about what he's into. He's done a lot of weightlifting, um, a lot of manual therapy backgrounds. So we'll get to know a little bit more about him and then talk about some of his interests. So Eric, tell us about yourself. Hello. Thank you. My name is, as you said, Dr. Eric Perez. I'm a chiropractor. been practicing for six years. Uh, I've almost finished uh, getting my diplomate to be a certified sports physician with the American Chiropractic Board. Uh, as you said, I've done a lot of uh, muscle work uh, certifications, uh, full body ART, um, Graston type, not Graston, but instrument assisted, as well as uh, Theragun classes. Uh, but I got really into weight training probably like 10 years ago when I had to rehab a couple injuries. I tore my meniscus, my PCL and MCL and not being able to move kind of freaked me out. So I realized that I had to uh, stay strong and stay healthy to keep this injury at bay. And as a result, I got really into powerlifting and I've been nationally ranked at one point in top 50. Um, and last time I competed, I totaled 1702 because it was kilos. Uh, but any other Remember. hobbies I have, um, maybe reading, some hiking with a dog. That's about it. Very cool. Very cool. What does the uh, the diplomatic thing, uh, sports diplomat, what does that entail? Uh, so the first phase, you just get your certificate, which is four weekends where you have to travel to another city. And it's a lot of emphasis on concussion and appropriate examination. Because with sports injuries, you could be dealing with serious trauma. Uh, not just a simple uh, grade one or two sprain strain. Uh, so really it means that I'm more suspicious than most chiropractors. <laughs> uh, all means. Um, and if you want to work with uh, legit athletes on a team, a professional team, uh, this diplomate is required. This is one of the diplomates uh, that is required to get on a team. Very cool. Very cool. Oh, wait, and I didn't finish. Then I had to do 10 weekends in the diplomate <laughs> and then I had to pass a test. And I just haven't passed the practical where you have to spine board to uh, be able to complete imaging series. And um, what's the other tough one? Just go through, just go through a bunch of examinations. The spine board thing creeps me out. Yeah. And as we've discussed before, it's like kind of pointless because if you don't do it all the time, there's no way you're going to do it right. Yeah. I would <laughs> never want to have to do that. No. Shout, shout out to all the athletic trainers out there. that, have that Hardcore happen. people. Tough gig tough gig um and then our audience will be familiar with the tool-based work instrument assist massage we do a lot of that we do a lot of the massage gun stuff um they may not be as familiar with art tell us about i i kind of sort of know what it is but you tell us about what art is um because getting that full body certification is also not a simple task no it, it, i got it when it was easier it only took three <laughs> courses but now oh, really? uh, they made it six Definitely, uh, that's what uh, I was familiar with, yeah. Yeah, because I, I got it a few years ago, and then they made it in a six because I guess they weren't making enough money. But active, <laughs> release, technique, uh, active release technique is really just pin and stretch, uh, just well-marketed. Mm -hmm. um, I do think it's really useful. I personally have added my own uh, pieces to it where I'm usually using some kind of uh, muscle, muscle cream, muscle lotion, and I'm adding breathing uh, and it, I almost turned it into a mobilization. I don't, I don't like do this heavy emphasis on like I'm pinning down this trigger point and holding on to it as I take them through a range of motion. 
I'm really just trying to get things to move while uh, getting muscles to stretch. In my mind, it's really blood flow. It's really blood flow. That's what we're doing. I think most things are at some level, right? Yeah. Um, they have a pretty high emphasis on the neurology too, right? Again, I've not been to one of their courses formally, just talked to people that have done it. But a lot of it's like nerve nerve channels and that kind of stuff as well, right? Yeah, their nerve entrapment protocols are the most useful. Okay. Uh, the, you know, there's the, almost this, uh, well, it's a very specific application of anatomy. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, so like, once you understand the protocol, you really don't need to do all the classes. Uh, you just need to know anatomy and then you can figure it out. But the nerve entrapments are very specific and useful, I would say. Yeah. We, um, we still have to get you to one of our uh, dry needling courses, but it's very much a neurologic based approach, right? It's all neural pathways and needling muscles near nerve, nerve paths. So I'll be curious to get your uh, opinion on that following you know, talk about the combination of ART with, with what you're doing. The conversations I've had with other people that have been through both have been, it sounds like there's a lot of similarities, a lot of overlap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, probably a similar philosophy that a lot of this stuff is nerve entrapment related. So we're going to try to fix that and the joint above and below. It's always a good call too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of my theory. If you know which nerves involved, figure out where it's getting annoyed and go from there. Right. Mm -hmm. How did you and Kara meet? We, I was sending some patients over to his other clinic. <laughs> and so I went over to meet him to make sure I wasn't sending patients to a place that I didn't trust. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, I actually like this person. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> kind of caught me off guard. I was like, I think tying my shoe. Getting ready to treat another patient. <laughs> and now here we like, are. Oh, wait, do you, uh, do, you want another, do you want a job? Do you want to leave your current job? <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. We're a lot better anyway, Nick. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think the, well, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how far we want to go down that rabbit hole, but <laughs> why, what, so uh, again, our crew is going to be used to seeing physical therapists, they think Kara's a physical therapist, so she, you know, that change in title doesn't really matter. Um, what, what do you think the differences are between? I don't want to say this. How? What do you think the differences are between the system that you're working informally to what we're doing, and then how you'll approach it from a chiropractic view? Because I think people are going to be interested in that. Well, where I'm working right now is uh, focused on adjustments or just standard chiropractic manipulation, which is, you know, cheap and useful when it's useful. I've always been into uh, muscle work as well as adjustments. And uh, when I was younger, I was originally interested in being a physical therapist. So I've always been interested in rehab and I've rehabbed so many injuries myself that I'm um, I've always been interested in these things, but where I'm working right now, it's just focused on uh, adjusting because very often uh, as a chiropractor, it's hard to get paid to do anything other than adjustments. Like, yeah. yeah, they'll give me money for manual therapy, but when I try to do rehab, they don't, they don't want to pay me. And then it ends up being not worth my time. Uh, whereas this system is focused on more time with the patient and obviously one-on-one -on -one, uh, and that's what I prefer. And it's nice to get paid to do that. Yeah, uh, my current my current model I'm, I'm just getting paid to adjust but obviously i'm going to address what i can with my patients 
not ignore things just because I'm not getting paid to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, like what I, I think it was, I can't remember if it was like the first or second time that I was chat with Eric. He, I felt as I knew this wasn't the actual case, but I felt like he had gone on our website with just regurgitating things on our website back to me. And I was like, I feel like I need to hire this person. <laughs> he's already, he's already well-versed in our model. <laughs> make, make this happen. Make this happen. <laughs> I, I like the way you said that though. The adjustments work when they work, right? Like there's nothing wrong with manipulation. It it works. Um, but it's nice to be able to to do all the stuff when you can. Yeah, I'm not uh I'm not dogmatic really at all. So this uh believing that an adjustment can fix everything, I just I just really can't do that because that would be ridiculous. And you know, there's just a lot of other things to address and a lot of other tools to use. And and uh, it's actually common in chiropractic because there's there's only like 17 or 18 chiropractic schools and a few of them are what we call evidence-based which is, that word is or that phrase is annoying now because everyone's ruined it but you know evidence-based and not just uh calling everything one thing and using the same tool to treat everything so there are a lot of chiropractors that have this opinion it just so happens that most of them are just adjusting because that's what they get paid for it is what it is and it depends on where they live if they don't have the right demographics can't uh, they can't really pull off anything else yeah, I mean, at some level, there's still a business to, to run, right? So, yeah. Yeah. What made you go into chiropractic and not physical therapy? I had a, an avulsion fracture in my ankle. Ankle, right? Not even spine related. I didn't, I didn't have back pain until I was like 26. I was like, what's this? But uh, <laughs> I, like, I like rolled my ankle so bad to where I had a, an avulsion, you know, like chipped the bone and the muscle went up my leg. And, you know, I go to a couple of practitioners. First, I go to a DO and he's like, oh, yeah, go to PT. And I didn't really do my research. I was I was like 20. I was 20. Yeah, 19. And uh, I didn't. So I just went to like this random PT in the area and they weren't they weren't really like focused on anything. They were just the standard PT where uh, if you're 20 years old or 80 years old, they're pulling out the same protocol, same protocol for everybody. And, you know, I sat through a couple sessions and I was like, ah, you know. I was already in school for like this stuff. And I'm like, I think I know how to do this. And then someone recommended me to this sports chiropractor, very, very cliche phrase, but that's what he called himself. And he seemed to be the only one that really guided me and let me know what was going on and told me not to be scared and kind of got me back to uh, lifting. And now everything's fine. Oh, and he used a laser. I, I feel like lasers are kind of iffy, but I actually <laughs> had a like legitimately hit me. but I actually had a good experience with a laser one time and then every other time I tried to use it on a patient just didn't go my way it's like what weird <laughs> it's funny because that's kind of what led me to OT over PT I had a oh which injury was this I think this is what I hurt my wrist Richard. playing tennis <laughs> I know right Nick this is what I played my hurt my wrist playing tennis went to a PT and at this point, I had been a senior in high school, so I was—I knew I wanted something along these lines. Just didn't quite know which one. And the—I was put in a room. The PT was definitely seeing five other people at the same time, and left me with a sheet of paper with some therapy. And I didn't do any of it. This is, this is stupid. <laughs> I left and checked PT off of degrees that I will not not going to fulfill. <laughs> You guys both had terrible experiences. That's so Horrible bad. experiences. I was like, well, I guess OTs are much better. I'll go do that. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, I, I've never had anything against PTs. I, I, I just was like, well, I think I can do this particular thing on my own. Mm -hmm. Now I know that was dumb, but 
I will uh, to you know I will say by by the PT that I saw through college, he is he definitely led the framework of you know getting into my current state because he he was a uh, he he had an interesting background. He was a professional cyclist over in Italy before moving back to West Virginia and going to physical therapy school. And so when I went to him with um, back pain, most PTs would have dismissed me because I had a ridiculous compa- complaint of, I get back pain when I ride my bike more than 40 miles. And he's like, I can help you with that. Whereas those PTs are like, oh, they'll just go 39 and call it a day. Right. That <laughs> so is the same I was like, oh wait, I like this guy. I'd have probably told you to ride 30. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't now? Okay, thank you. But anyway, it's funny that you guys both had terrible physical therapy experiences. When I opened the company, when I started the company, I came up with this fit for function idea, right? And I intentionally okay. wanted to leave physical therapy out of the name. And so I did the PHYT because that's the letters of the... Uh, it look whatever it's kind of whatever branding stuff but it's the letters of physical therapy in the program at YSU hmm. like PHYT 1501 is a physical therapy class in the book so you know nice internal joke for your company which is stupid but um <laughs> but I never put physical therapy like on the in the name because I didn't want people to associate what I was doing to like the BS give you five exercises never watch you do them thing mm-hmm. but, and so it, it's interesting how, like, I've always kind of believed that I don't care what kind of provider you are, if you're doing it right, it looks the same. Um, and so it's Great. interesting how it's evolved over the last, whatever, six years. Like now we got OTs and we got a Cairo now. And, uh, it's kind of fun to see. On yeah. The- yeah. Well, people think we've gotten to some level of uh, like our healthcare is now it's good. And it's like, no, it's not. We're still trying to find like a better version of healthcare. And I, you know, I guess that means a uh, different, different practitioners working together, different professions working together. Yeah. Yeah. It's as it should be. Yeah. And it's cool to see the the primary care docs now, right? You're seeing this direct primary care now where it's like a subscription model. They're capping their membership base at 500 people so that they can give them attention. Um, mm-hmm. So you're, you're seeing this evolution of starting to uh, shrink the volume, right? To be able to provide better care versus, 10 years ago, all the primary cares were seeing three to 5,000 a piece or whatever. It's insane. That is insane. How can you keep track of 3,000 people? You don't, you just ship them to the next person. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, that didn't work. Now you do this. Right. People just getting shoved into algorithms, basically. Like Mm -hmm. here's first, here's first step plan of care. Here's second plan of care, which, you know, I guess at at large and in numbers, that makes sense um, statistically, but in the, in the micro environment, like just see somebody good who's got the time to talk to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of throw all the pieces, mm-hmm. but anyway, I thought I was kind of neat how after, but anyway, two terrible experiences and now just kind of how the company's changed is pretty interesting to me, but anyway. <laughs> so Eric, what's feel, the, has, oh, oh, sorry, go, go on. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say, just I prob- I'm sure it has to has to feel pretty cool, Nick. It's interesting, right? It's it's interesting how everything's changed, and it's interesting how many people. Uh, we were talking about this earlier today, but when when we brought Kara on, and she's an occupational therapist, nobody asked any questions. Nobody said a single word, 
And then um, we put one picture of Eric on Instagram and everybody's like, you want a chiropractor? Like, they lost their minds. Yeah, one of, my, one of my buddies follows you and it texted me, congratulations. Yeah. I was like, oh, thanks. Who is that? Was it a local guy or somebody else? Oh, it's uh, Andrew Hospodar. Do you recognize that name? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's a good guy. We, uh, you know, we had some seminars together. We had like worked together uh, my first year out for a little bit. I think he took a needling course with me, right? He's a beast. There's, he's like taking everything. Yeah, he has like two. <laughs> he, he has like two diplomates. He's yeah. he's good. Yeah. Oh, does he want a job? <laughs> I think he's a, a partner in a a group clinic. Like it's a couple of clinics. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool pretty cool pretty cool so eric what's um what's your training cycle like nowadays what are you what's your weightlifting what are you doing nowadays uh four days a week um just working on squat press pull squat three times a week press twice a week deadlift twice a week and i, I like don't do enough conditioning ever you know got to work on that lung capacity he's gonna start I was just going to ask if Kara talked to you in the CrossFit yet. No. Now, now I can see you guys. It just now worked. <laughs> wow. This whole time it's just been a black screen. <laughs> yeah, no, probably not going to talk to me in the CrossFit, but I, I have a, I did take a USA weightlifting course. So I have like the prerequisites to like do some weightlifting, but I'm not doing CrossFit. I'll do a class. I'll do a class. He's going to come to some classes he's also going to come to the barbell club and do some olympic weightlifting the barbell club yeah just the olympic weightlifting portion of the gym okay. at cle that'd be fun that's happening yeah yeah i just like i don't like getting beat up that much like getting beat up sometimes for sure but getting beat up that much i don't know <laughs> you know, pick your, pick your trauma yeah, I just don't have it in me. They're but CrossFitters are better people than me. I know that. <laughs> I figured that out years ago. What did you do prior to powerlifting? Uh, I did track in college. Track, wrestling, track? football in high school. Hmm? What'd you do in track? What events? Uh, eight hundred meter and four hundred meter hurdles were my best. They're terrible. It's terrible. That's, That's I would. This sounds like, like the worst events. The worst ones, yeah. The worst, yeah, of the worst ones. Yeah. In high school, I would do the I would do the eight hundred twice in the relay and the open, and then I did the four hundred and the three hundred meter hurdles. Like my coach was like, "You got it." <laughs> this is why you don't no want wonder. to do CrossFit now. Yeah. You're yeah, I was like, no, I did. Yeah, I, I I ran before. It was terrible. Were you? No, no, I just do like you know, reps of six or less, which is way better. Your body structure from high school to now, like you have to be huge compared to high school, yeah? Uh, yeah, my senior year, I wrestled 152. And now 152? I'm 230. Yeah, now I'm 230. <laughs> <laughs> I was a lot smaller. Yeah. That's funny. I would have never guessed that. 152. Would you finish college track? Like you put on some weight in college, I would assume, right? Yeah, but by senior year, I was probably 205, close to 210. Okay. And then, you know, grad school, that's when I got real into weightlifting and then put on more weight. Like, this is much better than running. Yeah. 
And I have like, I have like the bro phase. I had like the bodybuilding bro phase. You know, you see you pumping competed, iron. What's that? Did you compete? I did it once. Okay. And it was a terrible <laughs> experience. Why was it terrible? Because you have to be antisocial for four months. Literally, you just like, you can't, you know, because socializing is eating and drinking. You can't, you don't do any of those. And then you got to like tan. And then you got to shave your body. And I, was, I didn't like any of that. <laughs> Never. As soon as, as soon as I had to start shaving, I was like, I'm, this is the only one I'm ever doing. <laughs> so he has horrible experiences with physical therapists, horrible experiences with bodybuilding. <laughs> I'm picky. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't make excuses. <laughs> it's an okay thing. It's an okay thing. I was having flashbacks. There was like an old MTV thing where they, they were following bodybuilders and this guy's dad had to shave his back and stuff. And I, I don't I remember why, that. I don't know why that's what popped into my head right there. True. Was that was that true life? Remember it might have been life? a true life. Yeah. God. <laughs> it's, it's funny because like, like I wanna do that. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because like that that show showed a lot of crazy stuff. And I feel like right now people are looking around like, man, it's getting crazy. And it's like, remember those shows from 15 years ago? Like we saw it, we all saw it. It was coming. That was honestly though, I really liked that show. That was a good show. There's some mind blowing things. <laughs> It'd be my so cousin, outrageous though. Like true life, I'll get a NASCAR if it's driver. on True Life, you shouldn't do it. That was his. Like, yeah. That was like his life motto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. So no bodybuilding. Are you going to compete anymore? Do you still compete? Like in lifting. Yeah, in powerlifting. Yeah, I still compete. You know, I, I, I'll quit it sometime. <laughs> I would like to. People are like, oh, you're so into it. I'm like, no, it's horrible. <laughs> quit eventually. Which is, so after he's done his his meet in early December, is that's when he's joining Olympic weightlifting. I don't know about that. That's you have a meet hard. in early December? Uh, yeah, I am supposed to have a meet December 2nd. And then... Two weeks later, yeah. Two weeks later, trying to go to Detroit, so it's going to be a busy month. And then Detroit's Chris, the IBM course, the needling course. I'm sorry for our needling, the needling course. Yes, nice. So are you doing, you're doing Detroit back to back weekends? No. Oh, where's the needling? Oh, no, the competition's at? in Dayton. Dayton. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll be fun. That is a busy yeah. December. Terrible December. Busy. I'm joking. It's great. Great. <laughs> we're gonna find a hobby that eric likes maybe like some stand-up paddleboarding or something i do that i enjoy that a lot of course yeah tra tra see the thing is like training to me is it's more of like uh it's an act of re rebellion against the modern world right the modern world wants you to be weak like you're not supposed to be weak so you got to do something <laughs> be hike i like that actually <laughs> drag drag me back into a gym uh-oh i mean i mean think about it like everything you see on the television they want you fat and stupid so <laughs> i recommend not doing that <laughs> so all of december i'm either going to compete or go take a gi courses <laughs> and then celebrate go. christmas and christmas yeah <laughs> you better be careful kara's going to get you on a bike too then you're going to be around you know, he's, he's gonna show up to to a, a visit with Nick and go, Nick. I don't get it. I get to forty miles, my back starts hurting. <laughs> Thirty nine. Why would you do forty? That would be my answer. I'm like, why are you doing forty? Why aren't you weightlifting? That would be my answer. Aren't events like fifty and hundred anyway? Like, what's forty? 
Uh, well, that was the problem. It was like you go to a collegiate race and you had to be at that minimum of 50. So then you were screwed. But you can suck it up and do anything for 10 more miles, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But apparently, the, I don't know. But then we found out years later that I had a bunch of back issues. One of the multiple herniated discs probably started. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely when it started for sure. How many? We got this three. Three. That's it. Three. That's it. Who needs them anyway? Rookie numbers. <laughs> I got to post the video. Just... There, there's a video of Kara catching a snatch like at the bottom and like walking out of it. Post like this real bad nerve pain back stuff. And I was like, Kara, we should post this like a success video. Like you just caught this with all these herniations. And she's like, yeah, but my foot went numb for like three days. And I was like, well. <laughs> no, no, no. The problem was my foot was already numb and had been up until recently. So, cause my foot went numb at uh, that when I raced in up in the upper peninsula, was that two summers ago? And it was like the 109 mile, like like the out, out in the wilderness race and my foot went numb and it just stopped going numb on a bike probably about two months ago so success success story success story <laughs> why did it stop going numb do you think um i did a lot of modifications to my bike fit so there's that awesome plug right shameless there. bike fit plug shameless bike fit plug and then from there a bunch of nerve glides and forcing jeremy to needle me back there nice yeah maybe Next, like once eric starts needling i'm just gonna be showing up them weekly and say needle here <laughs> well i'm gonna need practice so used to be terrified of needles that's what i'm saying when i was we used to see rob i used to he'd say five needles absolutely not we'll do two and every week we'd like maybe go up by one needle and you'll get two the, and nick hates this story but when i first started needling to be okay with it i would just i'm super blind i'm super blind super deaf i would take my contacts out and needle myself and so i could not see what was going on <laughs> nice i got really i got a lot better that way that's what you should if, teach in your courses nick if you trust your hands right exactly right. that's all you need. yeah one-handed behind your back yeah. yeah if you trust your hands you're good <laughs> Got to practice somehow. Got to practice. Don't. That's not actual advice, but <laughs> don't do most of these things. Don't, don't do this at home. <laughs> so December, Eric will have the uh, about a month. Eric will get. I think it's Frank's course, so it'll be a good course. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I've actually wanted to learn needling for a while because I had a I had a roommate in Cairo school. Um, he did the. I don't actually know the real term for it, but it's a, a westernized version of acupuncture, you know, where they're all they'll like stint, they put stim on it and it's not, it's not about meridians. It's all, it's all nerve based. Um, so I don't know if you can actually call it acupuncture, but it's, it's a type of needling. So for a long time, I don't know. I know Ohio's rules more than I know other states, but for a long time, most chiropractors had to get an acupuncture credential to do it. And yeah. it'd, be, it'd be in the 300 hour range. And then that's what, so they would do, it'd be a chiropractor acupuncturist, basically. Um, right. And now in Ohio, like it's been within the last probably six years, chiros can do dry needling. They don't have to do the acupuncture cert. 
but that's a newer that's a newer thing for for chiropractors thank the lord yeah maybe it's maybe it's more like eight years but it's relatively new yeah i think it was it was 200 maybe it was 300 hours it was something absurd like that yeah do you have any other goals in terms of continuing yet or certifications that you're trying to get eric uh ultrasound would be cool one day being able to do some um some imaging you know do stuff in-house that'd be nice um, those courses aren't easy it's a lot of hoops to jump through for that one yeah i have we have a dry needling one a dry needling ultrasound course oh that's cool so it's a little bit diagnostic for tendons like tendinopathy but you go through <laughs> like uh how to evaluate a shoulder hip elbow achilles knee um i have one if you want to play with it okay cool thank you it is it is challenging like just to learn how to hold the thing and what you're looking at and all that kind of stuff um but very cool yeah you got to be good at anatomy yeah and looking at it backwards through an ipad yeah <laughs> seems hard i remember i was holding the thing and I, we we're doing super spinatus right and I'm like holding the thing and I got it like down by my bicep. And I'm like, why can't I find this tendon? And I'm like, <laughs> I like look down. I'm like, well, let's bring it. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. It's because you're staring at that screen and you're not paying attention to what you're doing. And yeah. But the guys that are good at it, like the guy who taught the course, Steve, like he'd find the super spinatus in 0.2 seconds, right? He just literally put it on there. Got it. There it is. Stick a needle in it. It was cool. Um but until you get to that comfort level, it's definitely challenging. But really need to see, really need to see. But can, um, in a traditional setting, can chiropractors bill for diagnostic ultrasound? Oh, yes. Like bill codes? Yes. Yeah. I don't think we, um, there's talk of some PTs, if they get the, I think it's called RSK, the credentialing uh, for diagnostic ultrasound. Yeah. If you have that RSK certification, you might be able to bill, but it sounds like it's kind of uh, iffy one way or another. I haven't gone through all that coursework, obviously. It's pretty tough. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Significant, yeah. Significant, that's but the word. It, it would be cool to like, I'm putting together this lecture about like inflammation in sports and stuff and looking at inflammatory process and degeneration and tendons. It would be really cool to be able to consistently find tendinopathies, look for that area of degeneration, um, needle it, see what those changes look like over the course of six weeks or whatever, that would be that'd be really really cool to be able to do consistently. Yeah. So get yeah, on. I always thought it would be nice to have that uh, available, you know, instead of like you're sending out for an MRI, waiting, you know, just adding all these extra steps. Just thought that would be nice to have. Yeah. I'm still not confident to know if I'm looking at. A, am I looking at the tendon? B, is it torn or not? Like, I don't know that I'm confident enough in my skills. I would need some more practice for sure. Yeah. But cool idea. Hmm. Karen, you, have, you, you, haven't been, you haven't been to any of that yet. Mm -mm. Need to get you down. I need, I, yeah. Bring it to I Cleveland. Need to, yeah. You need to start bringing more to Cleveland. We got to talk know. to Frank. Tell Frank. We'll tag him in this. I still, yeah. Frank also do the hand course in Cleveland. That's you just missed the moment. hand course. It was like I was it. I know. I was out of town. I know. Next Eric's time, driving to, Eric's driving to Detroit. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> saying. Uh, I'll do not Detroit. Bad, 
No, I would do Detroit, is, Columbus. This is not Jersey, Pittsburgh. you know. No one wants to go there. You can't even take <laughs> left turns there. Yeah, there you just got to do all the junk handles. Just three rights, and you're there. <laughs> hey, how come you didn't tell me about this jug handle thing before I went to Jersey? <laughs> also, Isn't it mind-blowing? Don't, don't get out it's of your ridiculous. car when you're at a gas station or you'll get in trouble. Yeah, so what? it's against the law to pump your own gas. You, See, yeah. that's the government preserving jobs. <laughs> they get it. Nope, not allowed to do that. I didn't learn how to pump my own gas until I was, I was in West Virginia, learned from a Papa John's delivery driver. Good old Papa what are you doing? Just sitting at the gas pump, just hanging out. <laughs> uh, no, I, well, I worked for Papa John's for a little bit. I, uh, um, the delivery driver was driving me home back to my dorm or apartment. I can't remember where I was living at the time, but he, I had no idea how to pump gas. And he's like, "Get out of the car. I'm going to show you how to pump gas in my car." I didn't have a car Funny down story. there yet. Nobody ever had to show me how to do it. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was just amazing. There's so many jokes that I could go with that that I can't say on a podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my grandma never knew, so you're good. She never knew. So I had to do it for her. Are you from well, Jersey? Not... Her? No, I grew yeah, up in Cleveland, from... but I, I went to school in New York, and you eventually make your way to New Jersey for some reason. And it's, you know, Jersey gets jokes because of that that show jersey, jersey shore jersey shore yeah but really we should all just be talking trash because you can't take left turns who came up with this <laughs> this is ridiculous well no the worst part was that in new when i was still in new jersey they were taking out all of the circles or uh, rotaries like, roundabouts whatever they call them out here and when i moved to cleveland all of a sudden they started putting circles in everywhere why is this happening jersey is actively trying to remove them <laughs> next cleveland's gonna start putting jug handles in so we can all just make right turns i couldn't figure I out i couldn't figure sorry, out my gps i was just in jersey for a dry needling course i was teaching i couldn't figure out why my gps kept like it's like i need to go left but it's like telling me to turn right i'm like what is happening <laughs> I went through like at least three intersections before I figured it out. What yeah, I didn't on? realize you didn't know that. No. Look, I, there's Why a couple things I? you gotta know about. A couple things you gotta know about New Jersey. You have like can't get out of your car to pump gas. You have to take the jug handles to turn to turn left, and you have to eat a bagel for every single meal. That's like the three yeah, rules the that we have thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are into bagels. Yeah, I first took my husband back to New Jersey. Uh, he tried ordering a biscuit at the bagel shop and the girl looked at him like he had three heads. <laughs> no biscuits. But he got bagels. No biscuits. Just give him a bagel. Same yeah. thing, right? Like, oh, he didn't, he didn't mean that. He didn't actually say that. Get, please, just can't have a bagel. <laughs> he didn't mean that. I'm going back in January, so I feel more prepared this time. Where, where at in January? I don't know. Mm. What kind of course? Is it one that Needling. I should... Foundations. Foundations, yeah. Ugh. That's the only needling. That's the only needling one I teach. I teach the foundations oh. of EMT. Hmm. Okay, never mind. Yeah. NRT and Myrtle tomorrow. Be good. You going to Myrtle Beach? I, Myrtle Beach. Am I, allowed to, nice. am I allowed to stay on a podcast that I hate Myrtle Beach? <laughs> Why would you Why? hate Myrtle Beach? Why would you like Myrtle Beach? I've only had good experiences there. I've only been once. We had a good time. There's just too many people there. 
Yeah. Everything else is not. We we were in college. We were obnoxious. It was okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Now that's a much different story. I went to Myrtle Beach for spring break and that was fantastic. But it's great on spring break. It's not great as an adult. Well, yeah. Unless you're into that. You wouldn't go there as an adult and go to. Anyway, this podcast has taken a turn for, we've got, we've got at least two MTV references, which came up. Pop culture is important. That's how you connect with people. Something we've like learned that. all the things that Eric dislikes. Yes. Not even close. No. Not, not even close. Like, we all. need at least three more hours. You got, you got 10 more minutes, Eric. How much more? He's like, well, I hate people from New Jersey. No. East Coast people are hilarious. They think they're important. It's comical. <laughs> jab, jab. Oh, all of it. He's going to fit in just fine. Jab, jab. Nah, it's funny. Terrible, terrible. All right, how are we wrapping this thing up? Eric's got a client to treat. Same. 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 Oh, you got somebody too. Yeah, I do. Nick, are you Nick, done for the day? I just got to finish Nick packing. Nick doesn't for work anymore. I just got to pack for tomorrow. We're going to go teach <laughs> people how to hook up some people. I'm That's what I t- pretty much tell all my patients now, Nick. He's, he's retired. He doesn't work anymore. That's <laughs> <laughs> why my, my schedule's slow. Kara's retired. <laughs> you don't want to see him anyway. He's practically retired. <laughs> Nobody knows who I am anymore. It's interesting. That's true. I know. That's because you keep replacing yourself with non-PTs. I don't think that's it. But. No. <laughs> no, but we have formed quite a team. That's pretty good. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool to see. I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah. We're happy to have you. I'm excited. Aww. I'm excited. Growing every day, taking over. Karen's going to take over. You guys are going to take over Cleveland. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. I'm excited. And now we got some chiropractic. Uh, influence up there well, it'll be good because carrie you don't manipulate at all right <laughs> so that's gonna be a good that's gonna be a good combo gonna be a good that's combo. how i met eric i was sending people over there and like oh should probably go make sure they're doing okay things <laughs> just lost a referral yeah i know since you already sent people i appreciate yeah. that by the way oh, she didn't course. even know me just referring people <laughs> yeah, i gotta see this guy he's probably fine <laughs> I don't know that I like that. <laughs> hey, I went and had him had him work on me, and I was like, okay, I do like him, and now I'm gonna steal him. Now we're gold. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll be cool. Um, all right, Eric, anything you want to wrap up with? Uh, nothing off the top of my head. I just really appreciate the opportunity, and I'm happy to be a part of the team. Cool. Um, as of right okay, now, to say that. <laughs> as of right now you're available in fairview park on thursdays correct yep for right now it's just thursdays but hopefully we'll be getting another day open soon fill it up and expand from there yes yep cool cool all right thanks i'll put get this stuff posted um i'll get all your social stuff so people can follow you on social media and we'll go from there thank you big guy cool guys we'll talk to you have fun Bye.